0: purpose they stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at american-giant.com with promo code staple 20.
1: Our intent was to conclude this hearing in three hours, given the break that would bring us to approximately 1140. With Director Mueller's indulgence, we will be asking our remaining Democratic members, to voluntarily limit their time below the five minutes so that we can complete our work as close to that time frame as possible. And I recognize the uh, gentlelady from Pennsylvania.
2: Alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world.
3: We are the music makers,
2: and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Be- but if every one of you changed the lives of just 10, people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people and another 10. We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we
4: might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every
1: politician who was taking donations from the NRA, I believe them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believe them. Children being separated from their
2: So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it?
1: Welcome to Public Access America.
0: Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may Thank God bless And
5: may may God us. Us.
0: Thank you, Director Mueller. Um, I want to ask you some questions about the president's statements regarding advanced knowledge of the WikiLeaks dumps. So the President refused to sit down with your investigators for an in-person interview, correct? Correct. So the only answers we have to questions from the President are contained in Appendix C to your report. That's correct. Okay, so looking at Appendix C on page 5, you asked the President over a dozen questions about whether he had knowledge that WikiLeaks possessed or might possess the emails that were stolen by the Russians.
6: I apologize. Sure. Can you start it again?
0: Okay, sure. So we're looking at Appendix C. Right. Um, and in Appendix C, page 5, you asked the president about a dozen questions about whether he had knowledge that WikiLeaks possessed the stolen emails that might be released in a way helpful to his campaign or harmful to the Clinton campaign. Is that correct? You asked those yes. questions? Okay. In February of this year, Mr. Uh, Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, testified to Congress under oath that quote, Mr. Trump knew from Roger Stone in advance about the WikiLeaks drop of emails, end quote. That's a matter of public record, isn't it?
6: Well, are you referring to the report or some other public record? This
0: was testimony before Congress by Mr. Cohen. Do you know if he told you?
6: I am not familiar with it. Explicitly familiar with uh, what he testified to before Congress.
0: Okay. Let's look at an event described on page 18 of volume 2 of your report. Now, according — and we're going to put it up in a slide, I think — according to Deputy Campaign Manager Rick Gates, in the summer of 2016, he and candidate Trump were on the way to an airport shortly after WikiLeaks released its first set of stolen emails. And Gates told your investigators that candidate Trump was on a phone call, and when the call ended, Trump told Gates that more releases of damaging information would be coming, end quote. Do you recall that from the report?
6: Uh, If it's in the report, I I support it.
0: Okay, and that's on page 18 of volume 2. Now, on page 77 of volume 2, your report also stated, quote, in addition, some witnesses said that Trump privately sought information about future WikiLeaks releases, end quote. Is that correct? Correct. Now, in Appendix C, where the president did answer some written questions, he said, quote, I do not recall discussing WikiLeaks with him, nor do I recall being aware of Mr. Stone having discussed WikiLeaks with individuals associated with my campaign, end quote. Is that correct?
6: If it's from the report, it is correct.
0: Okay. So is it fair to say the president denied ever discussing WikiLeaks with Mr. Stone and denied being aware um, that anyone associated with his campaign discussed WikiLeaks with Stone?
6: I'm sorry, could you repeat that one?
0: Is it fair, then, that the president denied uh, knowledge of himself or anyone else discussing WikiLeaks dumps with Mr. Stone? Yes, yes. Okay. And with that, I would yield back.
6: Thank you, ma'am.
7: Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, Mr. Mueller, over here. Mr. Mueller, did you indeed interview for the FBI director job one day before you were appointed a special counsel? Uh,
6: My understanding, I was not... uh, uh, applying for the job, I was asked to give uh, my uh, input on what it would take to do the job, which uh, triggered the uh, interview you are talking about.
7: So you don't recall on May 16, 2017, that you interviewed with the president regarding the FBI director job? I interviewed with the president and uh, it was, was about the job and not about me applying for the job. So, so your, your statement here today is that you didn't interview to apply for the FBI director job? That's correct. So it, did you tell the vice president that the FBI director position would be the one job that you would come back to, for? You don't
6: recall that one.
7: You don't recall that? No. Okay. Uh, given your 22 months of investigation, tens of million dollars spent, and millions of documents reviewed, did you obtain any evidence at all that any American voter changed their vote as a result of Russians' election interference? I'm not going to speak to that. You can't speak to that? Speak After to 22 it. months of investigation, there's not any evidence in that document before us that that any voter changed their vote because of their interference, and I'm asking you based on all the documents that That you reviewed. That
6: was outside our purview. Russian meddling was outside Uh, your purview? But uh, but the the impact of that meddling was undertaken by other
7: uh, agencies. Okay, you stated in your opening statement that you would not get into the details of the Steele dossier. However, multiple times in Volume 2 on page 23, 27, and 28, you mentioned the unverified allegations. How long did it take you to to reach the conclusion that it was unverified? Uh, I'm not going to speak to that. It's in, it's actually in your report multiple times that it's unverified and you're telling me that you're not willing to tell us how you came to the conclusion that it was unverified. True. When did you become aware that the unverified steel dossier was included in the FISA application to spy on Carter Page?
6: I'm, I'm sorry, what was he uh, What was the question?
7: When did you become aware that the unverified Steele dossier was intended, was included in the FISA applications spy on Carter Page? Uh, I'm not going to speak to that. Uh, your team interviewed Christopher Steele, is that correct? Not going to get into that. You
6: can't, you I said can't, at you the can't
7: tell this committee as to whether or not you interviewed Christopher Steele
6: in a 22-month investigation with 18 lawyers. As I said at the outset, that is one of those, uh, one of the uh, investigations that is, Uh, is being handled by others in the Department of Justice.
7: Yeah, but you're here testifying about this investigation today. And I am asking you directly, did any members of your team or did you interview Christopher Steele in the course of your investigation? And I
6: am not going to answer that question, sir. You
7: you had two years to investigate. Not once did you consider it worthy to investigate how an unverified document that was paid for by a political opponent was used to obtain a warrant to spy on the opposition political campaign. Did you do any investigation in that whatsoever? I did not
6: accept your characterization of what occurred.
7: What would, you, what would be your I'm characterization? not going to speak any more to it. So you can't speak any more to it, but you're not going to agree with my characterization? Is that correct? Yes. The FISA application makes reference to Source 1, who was Christopher Steele, the author of the Steele dossier. The FISA application says nothing sources one's reason for conducting the research into candidate one's ties to Russia. Based on Sources 1 previous reporting history with FBI, whereby Source One provided reliable information to the FBI. The FBI believes Source One's reporting herein to be credible. Do you believe the FBI's representation that Source One's reporting was credible to be accurate?
6: I'm not going to answer that.
7: So you're not going to respond to any of the questions regarding Christopher Steele or your interviews with them?
6: Well, I, as I said at the outset this morning, uh, that was one of the uh, investigations that uh, I could not speak to.
7: Well, I, I don't understand how, if you interviewed an individual in the purview of this investigation that you're testifying to us today, that you've closed that investigation, how that's not within your purview to tell us about that investigation and who you interviewed?
6: I have nothing to add.
7: Okay, well, the, I, I can guarantee you that the American people want to know. And I'm I'm very hopeful and glad that A.G. Barr is looking into this and the inspector general is looking into this because you're unwilling to answer the questions of the American people as it relates to the very basis of this investigation into the president and the very basis of this individual who you did interview. You're just refusing to answer those questions. Uh, Can't the president fire the FBI director at any time without reason under Article 1 of the Constitution? Yes. Article 2? Yes. That's correct. Can he also fire you as special counsel at any time without any reason? I believe that
6: to be the case. Under Article uh, Two. Well, I, I hold on just a second. Uh, you said without any reason. I, I know that special counsel can be fired, but I'm not certain it extends to for whatever reason uh, is given. Well, and you've testified that you weren't fired. You were able to
7: complete your investigation in full. Is that correct?
6: Uh, I'm not going to add to what I've stated before. All right, my time's expired.
1: The gentleman's time has expired. The gentlelady from Pennsylvania. Texas.
3: Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mueller, for being with us this, af- this af- no, close to the afternoon now. The Director, the Director Mueller, now I would like to ask you about the President's answers relating to Roger Stone. Roger Stone was indicted for multiple federal crimes, and the indictment alleges that Mr. Stone discussed future WikiLeaks' email releases with the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. Understanding there's a gag order on the Stone case, I will keep my questions restricted to publicly available information. Uh, Mr. Stone's indictment. I well, to just
6: say at the outset, I, I, I don't mean to <laughs> disrupt you, but uh, uh, I'm not, uh, I, I would like some demarcation of that which is applicable to this, but also in such a way that it does not hinder uh, the other prosecution that is taking place in D.C. Right.
3: I understand that I'm only going to be talking about the Questions that you asked uh, in writing to the president Thank you, ma'am. that relate to Mr. Stone. Uh, Mr. Stone's indictment states, among other things, the following quote: "Stone was contacted by senior Trump officials to inquire about future releases of Organization One, Organization One being WikiLeaks." The indictment continues quote: "Stone thereafter told the Trump campaign about potential future releases of damaging material by WikiLeaks." So in short. The indictment alleges that Stone was asked by the Trump campaign to get information about more WikiLeaks releases and that Stone, in fact, did tell the Trump campaign about potential future releases, correct?
6: Yes, ma'am. But I see you're quoting from the indictment, and even though the indictment is a public document, I feel uncomfortable discussing anything having to do with the Stone prosecution.
3: Right, the uh, indictment is is of record, and I pulled we pulled it off of the we uh, yeah, straight it. from it. Well, well, turning back to the president's answers to your questions, then on this very subject, the president denied ever discussing future WikiLeaks releases with Stone, and denied knowing whether anyone else in his campaign had those discussions with Stone. If you had learned that other witnesses put us putting aside the president. If other witnesses had lied to your investigators in response to Pacific's questions, whether he, whether in writing or in an interview, could they be charged with false statement crimes?
6: Well, I'm, I'm not going to speculate. I think you're asking for me to speculate, uh, given a, a, a set of circumstances. Well, let's
3: put it more specific. What if I had made a false statement to an investigator on your team? Could I go to jail for up to five years? Yes. Yes.
6: Although okay. there's... It's Congress,
3: so. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the point, though, isn't it? That that no one is above the law, that's true. not you, not the Congress, and certainly not the President. Uh, and I think it's just troubling to have to hear some of these things, uh, and that's why the American people deserve to learn the full facts of the misconduct described in your report, for which any other person would have been charged with crimes. So thank you for being here, and again, this, the point has been uns- underscored many times, but I'll repeat it. No one is above the law. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, ma'am.
6: The, time, the, uh, gentleman,
1: the uh, gentleman from North Dakota is recognized.
4: Mr. Mueller, how many people did you fire? How many people on your staff did you fire during the course of the investigation?
6: How many people did you fire? I'm not going to discuss that. You fired,
4: according to the uh, inspector general's report, attorney number two was let go, and we know Peter Strzok was let go, correct?
6: Yes, and there may have been other persons on other issues that have been uh, either transferred or fired.
4: Peter Strzok testified before this committee on July 12, 2018, that he was fired because you were concerned about preserving the appearance of independence. Do you agree with this testimony?
6: I'll say that again, if you could.
4: He said he was fired at least partially because you were you were worried about... a. Um, Concerned about preserving the appearance of independence with the special counsel's investigation. Do you agree with that statement?
6: The statement was by whom?
4: Peter Strzok, at this hearing.
6: And I am not familiar with that.
4: Did you fire him because you were worried about the appearance of independence of the in, of the investigation?
6: No, he was uh, transferred as a result of instances involving uh, texts.
4: Do, do you agree that... Do you agree that your office did not only have an obligation to operate with independence, but to operate with the appearance of independence as well?
6: Absolutely. We strove to do that over the two years. Andrew Weissman? Part of of that was making certain that.
4: Andrew Weissman is one of your top attorneys? Yes. Did Weissman have a role in selecting other members of your team?
6: He had some role, but not a, a major role.
4: Andrew Weissman attended Hillary Clinton's election night party. Did you know that before or after he came onto the team?
6: Don't know when I found that out.
4: On January 30th, 2017, Weissman wrote an email to Deputy Attorney General Yates stating, I am so proud and in awe regarding her disobeying a direct order from the president. Did Weissman disclose that email to you before he joined the team?
6: Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that.
4: Is that not a conflict of interest?
6: I'm not going to talk about that.
4: Are you aware that Ms. Jeannie Rhee represented Hillary Clinton in litigation regarding personal emails originating, originating from Clinton's time as Secretary of State? Yes. Did you know that before she came on the table? No. Aaron Zelbley, the guy sitting next to you, represented Justin Cooper, a Clinton aide who destroyed one of Clinton's mobile devices. And you must be aware by now that six of your lawyers donated $12,000 directly to Hillary Clinton. I'm not even talking about the $49,000 they donated to other Democrats, just the donations to the opponent who was the target of your investigation.
6: Can I speak for a second to the hiring practices? Sure. Uh, We strove to hire those individuals that could do the job. Uh, I've been been in this business for almost 25 years. And in those 25 years, I have not had occasion once to ask somebody about their political affiliation. It is not done. What I care about is the capability of the individual to do the job and do the job quickly and seriously and with integrity.
4: But that's what I'm saying, Mr. Mueller. This isn't just about you being able to vouch for your team. This is about knowing that the day you accepted this role, you had to be aware no matter what this report concluded, half of the country was going to be skeptical of your team's findings. And that's why we have recusal laws that define bias and perceive bias for this very reason. 28 United States Code 528 specifically lists not just political conflict of interest, but the appearance of political conflict of interest. It's just simply not enough that you vouch for your team. The interests of justice demand that no perceived bias exists. I can't imagine a single prosecutor or judge that I have ever appeared in front of would be comfortable with these circumstances where over half of the prosecutorial team had a direct relationship to the opponent of the person being investigated.
6: Well, let me, one the fact that I, I put on the table, and that is we hired 19 lawyers over the period of time. Of those 19 lawyers, 14 of them were transferred from elsewhere to the Department of Justice. Only five came from outside.
4: And half of them had a direct relationship, political or personal, with the opponent of the person you were investigating. And that's my point. I wonder if not a single word in this entire report was changed, but rather the only difference was we switched Hillary Clinton and President Trump. If Peter Strzok had texted those terrible things about Hillary Clinton instead of President Trump, if a team of lawyers worked for, donated thousands of dollars to, and went to Trump's, Trump's parties instead of Clinton's, I don't think we'd be here trying to prop up an obstruction allegation. My colleagues would have spent the last four months accusing your team of being bought and paid for by the Trump campaign, and we couldn't trust a single word of this report. They would still be accusing the President of conspiracy with Russia, and they would be accusing your team of aiding and embedding with that conspiracy. And with that, I yield back.
1: gentleman yields back, the gentleman from Colorado.
5: Director Mueller. Thank you for your service to our country. I'd like to talk to you about one of the other incidents of obstruction, and that's the evidence in your report showing the president directing his son and his communications director to issue a false public statement in June of 2017 about a meeting between his campaign and Russian individuals at Trump Tower in June of 2016. According to your report, Mr. Trump Jr. was the only Trump associate who participated in that meeting and who declined to be voluntarily interviewed by your office. Is that correct? Yes. Did Mr. Trump Jr. or his counsel ever communicate to your office any intent to invoke his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination? I'm not going to answer that. You did pose written questions to the president about his knowledge of the Trump Tower meeting. Uh, You included also asked him about whether or not uh, he had directed a false press statement. The president did not answer at all that question, correct?
6: Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I I take your word.
5: Uh, I can represent to you that Appendix C, specifically C-13, Uh, States as much. According to page 100 of volume 2 of your report, your investigation found that Hope Hicks, the president's communications director, in June of 2017 was shown emails that set up the Trump Tower meeting, and she told your office that she was, quote, shocked by the emails because they looked, quote, really bad. True? Do you have the citation? Sure. It's page 100 of volume 2. While you're Flipping to that page, Director Mueller, I will also tell you that according to page 99 of volume 2, those emails in question stated, according to your report, that the Crown Prosecutor of Russia had offered to provide the Trump campaign with some official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia as part of Russia and its government support for Mr. Trump. Trump Jr. responded, if it's what you say, I love it. And he, Kushner, and Manafort met with the Russian attorneys and several other Russian individuals at Trump Tower on June 9th, 2016, end quote, correct? Generally accurate. Isn't it true that Ms. Hicks told your office that she went multiple times to the president to, quote, urge him that they should be fully transparent about the June 9th meeting, end quote, but the president each time said no, correct? Accurate. And the reason was because of those emails, which the president, quote, believed would not leak, correct? I'm not
6: certain how it's characterized, but generally correct.
5: Did the president direct Ms. Hicks to say, quote, only that Trump Jr. took a brief meeting and it was about Russian adoption, end quote, because Trump Jr.'s statement to the New York Times, quote, said too much, according to one, page 102 of volume two.
6: Okay. Correct? Let me one let me just check one thing.
5: Yes. And according to Ms. Hicks, the president still directed her to say the meeting was only about Russian adoption, correct? Yes. Despite knowing that to be untrue. Thank you, Director Mueller. I yield back the balance of my own time.
2: To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to
6: Listen, I don't care
0: how don't care tough you are, how well, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently, permanently. permanently. You, me, you or know, nobody you is going to hit as hard as life. Can you
2: believe that we're getting, can away, with this get this getting away with this, yes we not yes. what your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. Poor little children. Yes, we can. tell you things are bad, everybody knows things are bad, it's a, it's a depression, in this lifetime you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself, it's about it how hard you can get
0: and keep, keep moving keep
2: forward. forward,
0: how much you can, much take, you can take, take and keep, take keep moving forward. forward, that's how winning is done, welcome to public
1: access America, America.
2: America. Yes, we can. yes we
1: can, now on Instagram and SoundCloud, you wanted
2: to run out of that
3: tunnel for my dad.
1: Twitter, Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher, Smart
6: Radio, Podable,
1: and more.
2: Yes, we can. can.
1: Public Access America: History in the Making,
2: Making History
1: in the Making.